welcome to our second podcast episode. You're here with Thea and Layla. Today we're discussing change, how change can impact your life, and how periods of intense transitioning can be difficult. All right, Thea, what is our question for the start today? Well, we're going to get started. I'm a bit curious on your end, actually, how you adapt to these things. So I'm very excited to talk about this with you. But yeah, the first question I got for you is, how do you typically respond to change? And are you more inclined to embrace it or resist it? And why? So I think over time, I've become more accepting of periods of change and just more aware when my consciousness is going through a period of change. But I think it still can be super difficult. Um, so for me, I would say on and off as months go by, I'll go through a period of maybe around two weeks where I feel like intense change is occurring. And I think there definitely can be resistance there. What about you? Do you think you are inclined to embrace it or resist it or what? Yeah, I think in the last few years, I've definitely been more inclined to embrace it. Um, As you know, I'm a pretty impulsive person. So when opportunities come, I like to jump on them. Um, I do still find that there are definitely certain areas of my life where I am far more resistant to change than others. Um, And yeah, I think for me, it's it's still definitely a journey and and a learning experience on how to really face things and and enjoy the process versus um, resist it, obviously. So yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Um, Another question for you here. Um, What are some common reasons that most people resist change? Uh, Have you personally experienced any of these reasons in your own life? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we definitely are holding on to a lot more than we realize. And so I think to elevate and no matter what area of your life, whether it be work or job or views or whatever, you kind of have to let go of these old versions of yourself. And a lot of stuff that may not be serving you, like old relationships, friendships, or different positions. And a lot of the times that's scary. And a lot of the time we don't want to do that. You know, we're worried of the outcome and to fully let it go but I think once you accept that letting go and that you really don't have any power and you give over your control that's when change can truly occur 100 percent, 100 percent. I really like that you brought up the aspect of relationships and letting go Um, I think for me, what's been really prominent in the last few years, transitioning out of high school into university and then out of university into entrepreneurship, what I realized a lot is the saying that the people around you reflect you is so Mm -hmm. drastically true. It's crazy. Um, And for me, I've definitely had to really monitor and and be picky with who I give my time and energy to because it's crazy how much it reflects how you feel overall and from a motivational standpoint, from a what you want to do with your life. If you're in a position where you're trying to build something and you're surrounded by people who are complacent and yeah, don't really have clarity on what they want to do with their life, it's hard to keep going and hard to stay motivated. And it's not 
it's not to say that you can't that everybody needs to have this huge goal in life that they're trying to Mm -hmm. chase all the time but it really does affect your level of like motivation passion energy like just everything in your life is affected by the relationships you have and yeah for me that's definitely been a really prominent transition out of certain friendships and relationships um and finding people that are like-minded and and I can connect with on a deeper level has been a really important part of my life for the last few years. I have to really agree with you. I feel like I've had such a more awareness of that now. It's kind of like once you create such a higher awareness, you Mm -hmm. can't unsee certain things, you know? And so when, yeah. And so when people are talking about certain things that are just lower vibration, um, whatever that may be, and it's, it's not to say that those things are necessarily bad and we all have our different stories of life and journey that we're going on, but it's just so not where I'm at, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I find that hard right now where I'm at is finding people, like-minded people, at especially at this age, at yeah. a young age, it's hard to find people that are like, no, I want to stay in and work on myself and do these things and not talk a certain way and like, etc I don't know yeah no 100% it's it's crazy how much that impacts everything around you and I think one big thing for people our age is gossip especially coming out of high school transitioning into university those are conversations that people have it's very surface level it doesn't yeah and it's it's all projections and yeah I think previously for me when I was not at that level of conscious awareness that when you're putting shit out negatively about other people it's just a reflection of yourself inside and what you need to work on um without having that perspective it's easy to be in that it's easy to talk about those things because it's comfortable um Mm -hmm. but yeah once you see certain things I like that you said that you can't unsee them it's 100% true and when you get to a certain point where you can have that disassociation from these things and that Mm -hmm. awareness of what it actually is it's really hard to have those conversations still um and and be engaged and want to have those conversations so yeah I think it's really important to find people that you can connect with 100 percent um oh for sure I'm gonna ask you another question here what would you say um is your most recent period of change and transitioning and kind of how have you been navigating Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. well I'm actually really excited to hear your answer for this but um I'll give you I'll give you mine first so Honestly, I would say really recently, and I feel like this is for a lot of people too, I feel like it was like a worldly thing where there was just some silence, even the past few weeks, which is interesting because you just did your cleanse of a bunch of things. So you went through a period of silence, which I really feel at around the same time for two or three weeks, I just went into a period of silence where... I really barely spoke to anyone. I was just doing my own thing and I could feel that I was in a transitioning period. And Mm -hmm. usually when I go into these periods, I get quite sad, quite depressed, quite in my head for like a couple of weeks, although I know that I'm about to be pulled out of it. Mm -hmm. And and I was really fighting my intuition, fighting my urge, because all I was doing was basically sleeping and relaxing and really not much but I was barely relaxing because my mind was telling me oh you need to put in the work you need to find a job you need to 
do all these things, but none of those things were working out for me. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was to really get out of that was I kind of gave in to what I was being called to do, which was really just to let my body, let my mind, let my soul just do nothing. Yeah. And once I did that and I did that with enjoyment, you know, and mm-hmm. without guilt, like I was like, no, I can sleep for a full day not feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I woke up and I felt so much better. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is what I've been needing. And then ever since then, it was kind of gradual, but even the past couple of days, like my energy is back. I feel so much better. Like it, you know, and so now I'm kind of on the other side of that period of change. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and the whole part about listening to your body and, and, like how you said in the past when you've gone through phases like that you really entered into periods of depression and then like being at a mm-hmm. low one thing I've I've always loved and I can't remember where I heard this it may have been even Jim Carrey or something that said this in an interview yeah. but he was talking about depression and how depressed is deep rest you're yeah. it's your body screaming at you to take a break and yeah, wow. it's it's your body saying you've been overworking and right now we need to center ourselves and we need Mm -hmm. to slow down and we need to find some clarity because we're chasing something right now that we don't actually want to be chasing. Um, So I really like that perspective on that. And yeah, kind of to give you my answer for that question. um, Yes. As you mentioned on the last two weeks for the first two weeks of May, I was doing this little cleanse. I call it little, but it's definitely not little. It was <laughs> not, pretty, not, pretty, no. pretty extreme. Um, yeah. I just, I kind of over the last few months, I've been working in the digital marketing um, industry and building my business there. And I've really through doing that been battling with this concept of, boredom and Mm -hmm. struggling to find things that light me up and and actually like fuel me and yeah my goal with this cleanse was to find comfort in boredom and understand Mm -hmm. that being okay with silence and solitude is a strength and it is something that is going to take you a really long way in life and yeah so for this two this two week period, I decided to um, completely uh, cut out all distractions, which included technology. Um, I went into complete sobriety for this period. I was waking up at six six a.m. every day. I was doing a three hour morning routine that consisted of meditation, exercise, journaling, reading. Um, and I was also doing a night routine that consisted of meditation and yoga and all these things. And during the day, Um, I would have about an eight or nine hour period where I had to either be bored and be mad about it or Mm -hmm. find ways to create and to channel that energy into something more positive and Mm -hmm. look for ways to be comfortable in silence. And I talked to you a bit about this uh, already, but I told you that it's crazy what comes up when nothing's coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the biggest thing I took away from that two-week period was how important solitude is um, Mm -hmm. and how important it is to just slow down sometimes and really look inwards and connect with yourself because 
I've talked to you a bit about this, and I'm not going to dive into all the details, but there was things that I had been emotionally affected by and mentally processing in the background for the last year that I was completely unaware of because of the lifestyle I was living. And as you know, last year I was go, 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 go on a 65 hour work week while running my first business to then stopping and going into a three month period of complacency before I got into anything else. So just finding the balance between overworking and mm-hmm. and being extremely complacent is what I've been trying to gain from this. And when you really slow down and connect with yourself, it's it's crazy how how much clarity you can get on what actually matters to you and then what you care about. Um, yeah. But yeah, let me let me ask you another question here and we sure. will get into something. Um, okay. Can you share an example with me of a situation where you initially were extremely resistant to a change that you were facing, but then you mm-hmm. later realized its benefits and value? Um, and what led you to that shift in perspective? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to think of one specific because I feel like there's so many different examples where I've been resistant to change. Yeah. But, and I think there's different ways of change as well. Like you have like the physical reality of your experiences, but then you also have what's going on in your mind, like your mental, what's changing going on in your mind. Um, for physical reality, I would say one huge thing that I was really resistant to change that I think so many people can relate to was with my last relationship with that ending I was so resistant to acceptance of that no longer being that physical reality Mm -hmm. and once I accepted like acceptance I mean I think is such a beautiful thing in life it's such a huge Mm -hmm. thing um then that resistance slowly eased. But I think there's also been so many instances of my mind of just elevating my mind in which different periods we go through and we're like, no, I think it's fine where I am, but you know, the universe, higher spirit, whatever you like to call it says, no, it's time to elevate. And you're like, okay, guess I'm going to buckle up for the ride, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I think a lot of people can learn from that, too. I think that we, one of the largest reasons that we fear change and that we are so resistant to it is that it's unknown. And we are terrified of not knowing what's going to happen as human beings because, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, we know that change is inevitable. We know that nothing in life is permanent and everything is temporary and eventually it's going to go. But that is something that so many people resist on such a deep level that they never find acceptance in the little things that can help move them forward oh I definitely agree and I think you kind of hit it on the nail with that is once you do accept then you can move forward and moving forward is inevitable so why not accept you know and I think it's like the moment you realize that you have no control you know then the better because you know what things are gonna go and once you go with the flow and you're like I'm in this moment 
I'm living this reality for a reason. I'm going to go with it instead of against it. Then yeah. things will just be so much better and you'll live a more happy life, a more fulfilling life. Yep, that's where the magic happens. <laughs> that's when the magic happens. And I and yeah. I wanted to ask you after that is so what tips do you have? Like we've said acceptance, but mm-hmm. is there anything else you think can help for the people listening? Yeah, I think one of the most important aspects of acceptance is perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people lack the understanding of how powerful our perspective and perception of the world really is. Um, I think for me, at the times in my life when I was going through the most change and I was the most resistant to it was when I had the worst perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really easy to take a negative situation and peg it as negative because that's what we've been told. Um, Yeah. But it's really powerful to take a negative situation and choose a different meaning. Um, I think it took me a really long time to be able to learn that skill and do that. But if you can look at any situation in your life and something that's like caused great emotional impact on you and you can separate the stories from the event itself, um, you can recreate whatever you want. And it really is our perception of ourselves dictates our perception of everything else. Mm hmm. And I think the first place I would tell anyone to start when they want to learn how to get more comfortable with change is to look inwards and to listen to that voice, but as the observer and not the voice and be able to give it space and learn your thought patterns, learn the Mm -hmm. bit, learn the processes that you go through and how you react to things. Because when you can slow down in a moment like this and listen to what your the voice in your head is saying maybe you're maybe you're going transitioning out of high school into university and you're terrified you don't know what's gonna happen you're mm-hmm. you're scared you're not gonna make friends you're gonna do bad in school no one no you don't have teachers anymore to tell you to do your work you are learning how to be independent as an adult and you're going through this big change in your life if you're in a situation like that the first thing I would tell you is to pause and understand that this is part of your becoming. Yeah. This this is a time that's going to change you in the most positive way. And whether or not you have thoughts like that, you can feed yourself that information. If, mm-hmm. if your thoughts are on a negative spiral and they're constantly going down the wrong path and not what you actually want, if you can step mm-hmm. back and be like, hey, I know this is what you're thinking right now, but this is actually how we look at this situation. This is the, this is what it's going to teach us. This is where it's going to take us. And this is only going to give us more. When you can start coaching yourself instead of being the critic, that, that is where the change, that is where the change gets easier for sure. Yeah. Um, And I, and I feel like accept the mystery. Exactly. Fall in love with the mystery anything else is absurd because yeah that is one thing in life we genuinely don't have power over <laughs> no no we, we have don't no choice <laughs> we we really don't and I think once you fall in love with this mystical aspect of life mm-hmm. you'll love life 
just so much more and also so much more becomes a possibility to happen right Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I struggle had struggled with a lot before is I'm someone that I like to know the next step I like to know where my control is and that this Mm -hmm. equals the if I put in the work for this, then this is going to happen, you know, and I've had to really just let go of all that, you know, and accepting that this mystery underlies all of life is now I have such more grand desires and stuff for my future. And Mm -hmm. what I kind of like to say to myself is, I have no idea how I'm going to get where I'm going. But Mm -hmm. I just know some certain goals are going to happen. I don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to happen. I don't know when they're going to happen. Yep. Etc. Yep. And they might change a little bit and or they might change a lot. Mm-hmm. But I just know that somehow it's going to work. Mhm. I yeah. love that. And and you clearly have the perspective that life happens for you. Um mm-hmm. I think people that are resistant to change are trapped in the idea that life happens to you. Um, I've been there I think most people start there based on how we grow up based on how society is nowadays I think that's kind of a forced belief that we have instilled in us Um, Mm -hmm. and it is probably I would say one of the most detrimental beliefs to have uh, because it takes all your control away (laughs) yeah it 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 makes you feel powerless Um, it makes you blame things on external factors um, yeah. And when you get into the blame game and you're not looking inwards, yeah, it again, like like we talked about in the last episode, like I said about quitting, how it's hard at first, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. The same yeah. thing applies to blame. At first, you you don't want to like blame something because you have part of you that knows that that's yeah. not true. Part yeah. of you inside, whether you acknowledge it or not, knows that this is not true and that it's happening mm-hmm. for you. But that mm-hmm. voice gets so loud that it's easier to just point fingers somewhere else. And the more you point fingers, the easier it gets to do so until yeah. you are at a point where you're victim, 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 victim. And you're yes, powerless. Yeah. You're powerless. You have no and control. It, yeah. And it's and it, exactly what you said right there is it's victimization, which mm-hmm. also just adds so much more pain to your story that's not necessary like even if these things have happened more to you in a way like they weren't necessarily your fault let's say but still having that perspective that things are working for you for an underlining reason that you just may not know gets rid of a a lot of pain like I've done that to myself before is put myself in the mindset of a victimization and I'm like once I got out of that I was like wait actually this situation did not need to be nearly as painful as my as I made it to be eventually over time yep yeah I 100% um, agree I'm looking for another question to ask you another question actually is this is kind of interesting I guess it kind of goes with different goals and stuff but what change do you want to see in your life this is broad but Maybe give some examples. Yeah, um, that's definitely a hard one to answer, but yeah, definitely have some something I could add to that. Um, I think right now the season of life that I'm in, um, mm-hmm. 
I'm really entering a season of creation. And I think you're right along there with me in that sense. Um, And I think that the biggest changes that are happening for me is definitely perspective. Um, Yeah. Some like inner clarity. Um, And I think in the last few months, I really grounded myself in what I want to do with my life. And not as a list of goals being like, oh, I have to do this, 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 and this, or my life was a failure. Not at all. Not like that. Mm -hmm. More like the things, I think this, (laughs) going back and forth a bit here, but this is is what I want to say. I think that every single person goes through a certain series of events in order to tell them what they're meant to do with their life okay and I think that I have finally put the pieces together Mm -hmm. to find clarity in what that is and because of where I've been and what I've gone through and all the different levels of emotional states I've been in I want to work towards causing a shift in self-awareness and consciousness in our younger generations that's my goal whether that and that could include a thousand different businesses a bunch of different ventures that is going to be a whole my entire life is going to be dedicated to that in different areas and it's going to look like a lot of different things over time Mm -hmm. but having that I like to I got this from Lewis Howes who's one of my favorite podcasters um and he calls it your meaningful mission mm-hmm. and he explains it in a similar sense as you go through things that are going to show you what you're meant to do because I don't think any of us are born with a destiny to fulfill that's just ridiculous in my head because we're born a blank slate and what happens to us creates us and I think yeah, me looking at that and being able to put that together has given me the ability to find clarity in what I want to do with my life and give me a reason to live that's bigger than myself. And I think that's extremely important. Um, Yeah, you managed to find your purpose, which is so amazing. And I think we're all searching and we're all searching at the wrong places, you know, externally. And I really mm-hmm. think this is why so many people have like midlife crises because you eventually <laughs> hit, yeah, right? You yep. eventually get more sense of maturity and you're forced to look within because you've gone so many years miserable realistically. Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy shit, I don't know what I've been doing with my life. I need to completely change. And I think it's a beautiful thing that people, our younger generation, I really feel like is slowly waking up to this idea of mm-hmm having a meaningful life, like finding a deeper sense of purpose that is bigger than yourself. And I'm someone that I believe truly that we're all put on this earth for a reason and we can use our gifts, you know, Mm. um, to create such beautiful things. And your purpose on this earth will look so different for each person. Maybe your purpose, you're just here to learn how to love yourself or how to love Mm -hmm. others or how to be happy. And I think it's such a great thing. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think it's such a great thing. Once you start sharing your light, like Mm -hmm. that is basically one of the best things I think you can do truthfully Mm -hmm. is help others wake up because then Mm -hmm. your purpose is then seriously fulfilled. So I love it. I think that's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I love what you brought up about our generation breaking away from that. I really do think that there's been such a drastic shift in the last few years of people really breaking away from the stupid concept of a nine to five. Okay. Definitely. I'm not saying that it's not for anyone. Okay. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. do think there's people, there's people who can be entrepreneurs, be leaders, and there's people that like to work under someone. And that's fair. That's not to say that every single person is built to be the boss be the entrepreneur that can do it on their own and and get out of that cycle of working a nine-to-five but I think that one important thing with that is even for the people that want the nine-to-five working with someone who inspires you and where you can bring your own creativity and purpose into your work is so important and some people Mm -hmm. enjoy working a nine-to-five some people like that like But I think the people in our generation that are breaking away from that and acknowledging why the hell would we work our entire lives, Mm -hmm. they're starting to figure something out. Yeah. (laughs) Because we are, we are, we born, we're born, we live, we die. Okay. So Mm -hmm. all we have to do is figure out what we want to do in the middle. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. working your entire life, if that's fulfilling to you, live that life. I have no yeah. problem with that. I yeah. that like if you're happy, you're happy. But if mm-hmm. there are other things that that you're avoiding that you know would light you up, don't be afraid. Just take the chance because there's nothing like the worst case scenario. It doesn't work out, and you try harder. But we yeah. limit ourselves so much within our belief systems and just society the way that we're built I think one quick thing I'm going to mention about the school system and how it builds workers and employees is just a couple examples one we're completely taught to avoid failure because if we fail it's bad we're not taught to make mistakes when in reality you're supposed to make mistakes that's how you learn but yeah the other thing too is we are taught that we are taught in on a test-based system where there's one answer to every question and every problem we have in reality there's a thousand different answers we're Mm -hmm. also taught more to work independently these things put us in a box and -hmm. the people that are breaking free are the ones that are looking inwards Um, now before i go off way too much on that tangent i'm gonna hit another question for you because i'm really curious what you have to say about this Mm -hmm. um but what is what does your comfort zone look like? Do you find it? Do you find yourself actively trying to move out of it? Do you find yourself mm-hmm. falling into it? Kind of what's your relationship with your comfort mm-hmm. zone and what does it look like? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of discovered in myself that I don't really fully enjoy being comfortable. Like I'm my personality is go, go, go. I'm like ready for the next thing. I'm like, where can I elevate? And I understand now that I need to sometimes let myself give give myself a bit of a break mentally and be like, it's okay if there's not so much elevation. Yep. But I think I read it somewhere and it was something like to never be too comfortable in your circumstances. And I've really been standing by that because mm-hmm. I I do enjoy change as much as it's hard. Like I see myself in such a grand position, helping so many people and living just such a different life that 
I'm currently living that I'm kind of like, bring it on, you know, like I'm, I'm at that point in life where I'm ready to do it. So I think, I think that's interesting because I think comfort zone can look for different and everyone, but I think your comfort zone is just when you don't see what any aspect of your life that's moving, you know, and whatever that may be, whether it's a hobby or a job or um, really anything, any part, Mm -hmm. if not a single part is there's no elevation, then I think you've found yourself too comfortable and finding even one aspect that you can be like, okay, I'm going to start switching it up. Then the other stuff will follow. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked your perspective on that and how, yeah, if you're if there's areas that aren't elevating, then you are too comfortable for sure. I think for me, I've had a really interesting experience with comfort zone because what I've realized in the last few months, actually through therapy and through talking with some coaches and different things is my comfort zone is distress, yeah. is an overactive nervous system, is anxiety that's where I'm comfortable so that learning that that was like holy crap I now Mm -hmm. understand why I do the things I do um and having that as my comfort zone inherently when I'm going into situations that are positive and that I'm happy and excited about and and are areas of growth I am so uncomfortable (laughs) Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. like and and it's weird because it's like people are like oh when you're happy like you feel good right but for me happiness Mm -hmm. is discomfort yeah and that's right that's a confusing thing (laughs) for sure because because it causes me to be avoidant in the areas that make my life better and make me feel good. And rather than going into distress to, to be uncomfortable and break through things, I'm going into the opposite of that to be uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. it's weird for me because I notice now when I am in certain areas and certain situations, I will I will find myself starting to self-sabotage because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's it's almost like a belief that I don't deserve it mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. um, that causes me to pull back. And a lot of that is due to my childhood and just certain circumstances and scenarios that I went through. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really interesting, I think, comfort zones to me and to look at things like that because I never even understood that your comfort zone could be what someone else's discomfort is like I didn't even understand that stress and anxiety could be my natural way of being like that made no Mm -hmm. sense to me right Mm -hmm. so that was a really interesting perspective to have but I want to get one more question in here for you before we wrap up um and this kind of you kind of asked me this sort of before um Mm -hmm. what are some tips or tricks that people that both yourself and others can use uh, Mm -hmm. in dealing with resistance Um, and do you have like specific strategies or techniques that you find most effective that might be helpful to others yeah so what I do honestly every day is journaling I love to journal I recommend it for every single person I never thought I would be into that but 
it's amazing what getting your thoughts out and writing it down in a safe place can do. So I mm-hmm. highly, highly, highly recommend journaling. I also recommend talking to yourself, like talk out loud. Like yes. I think we're talked <laughs> like if you're if you talk out loud, like, oh my goodness, you're that crazy. person's crazy. See, it's like, actually, I'm healing myself and I need to have yeah. a conversation with I know who's going to give me the best advice. And frankly, yeah. that's myself. So yeah. talk out loud because we also have so many internalized thoughts that are so negative, you know, mm-hmm. like we have thousands of negative thoughts and it's like, talk out loud, hear what you're saying in a place that's not so rampant. And I think yeah. things come together more Um. Other tips, I guess, would definitely be like listening to your body, listening to your mind. What do you really need? I think meditation, obviously. I mean, as Mm -hmm. much as we avoid it, I avoid it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. Even two minutes, like it will help and it gets Mm -hmm. easier. And so, yeah. And I think last thing I want to say for me, that's really helped increasingly that I found um, honestly over the past few months, like it's been quite recent is prayer is praying just actually changes your mental state. It's, it's very similar mental state to like meditation. Mm -hmm. And I've just found such beauty in it. And I think for the people that haven't tried it out before, I recommend trying it, you know, and use whatever works for you. If Mm -hmm. it's God, if it's a different type of God, if it's higher spirit, if you want to pray to yourself, pray to yourself, do what works best for you. But I really think people can find a whole lot of peace and comfort in it. Yes, I love that. I am not someone who has done much prayer, but after Mm -hmm. hearing you say that, I'm going to try it out for sure. Maybe you will. I loved the thing you said about talking to yourself holy shit it is such a thing in our society that yes if you talk to yourself you're crazy no you're not no you're probably more consciously aware than probably more sane (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly no I love that um yeah so I think those were that was a great way to end it those are all great takeaways I hope that wraps it up yes I hope everybody listening managed to get some good little tips and tricks here and maybe take something away from some of our stories And thank you for listening. For sure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Yes.